This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, heard Sunday mornings at 9 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From hockey to wrestling, football to golf, no sport left unturned. You're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Good morning, Naz. Good morning, Wally. Neil, the boys are back. Let's talk sports. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour here on AM740. We're here every Sunday morning, 9 a.m., 10 a.m. A couple of quick reminders. Well, good morning, guys. Good morning, Neil. Good morning, morning, Neil. And and just to remind everybody that this is a call-in show, and you can reach us at 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. And... I don't think we mentioned it enough. We do have a great website, www.nasandwally.ca. You can contact us via email through there at info at nasandwally.ca. And we talked about this. I want to make a quick shout-out to our friend, Bill Nadeau, right? That beautiful music you hear at the beginning of the show. Bill did that for us. He has, and we've put a link to his website on our homepage. This guy's incredible. Great guitar player. Does shows uh, every weekend. Go to our website, click on the link, have a look and see what he's doing in the weekend, and go and watch a show. You'll love it. Right? No kidding? Great job, Bill. Great job. Great job, Bill. So we had a big week in sports, and, you know, we have the Leafs to talk about. Certainly a lot of things changing there. The Masters turning out to be an incredible uh, series of golf going on now. We're in the last round today. And I'd like to turn it over to Walter and Naz. Let you guys get all fired up, and uh, where do we start? Well, we've got a great show today, Neil. First of all, to our listeners, I want to welcome everybody to the first day of spring. It's Master Sunday. <laughs> You're right. It's going to be a fantastic back nine this afternoon. Jordan Spieth, 20-year-old, yes. Bubba Watson, most exciting player on the tour. It's going to be awesome. On the show from Augusta today, we have John Steinbreder. We're going to be calling him in the mid part of the show. He's a feature golf writer for Masters.com and an award-winning golf writer. Really looking forward to that. The back end of the show, we've got Sean Clement, our resident golf expert in his segment, Golf Wisdom. Really looking forward to that as well. Anyways, this week in sports, a lot of things happened. We've got Masters Sunday this afternoon. As I said, it's going to be fantastic. Raptors clinched the Atlantic uh, Division title. I love that. Uh, Blue Jays, so-so. We'll talk about that. Yeah. Uh, I do want to say this. I have to say it. Rest in peace, Ultimate Warrior. Yes. Shocking event this week. Uh, At some point in time, we'll talk about too many pro wrestlers and too many pro athletes go way too soon. I think that's an interesting topic. And that'll be a topic of discussion. But the big buzz in the city, what else? Yeah, I know. The Leafs. I know. I know, I know. I've had a difficult week. I had to consult a little bit with my grief counselor. Uh, I'm finally getting over... Counselor uh, or counselors? Counselors. Finally getting over the events of last weekend. But there's going to be a huge announcement tomorrow. Yeah, and I just wanted to remember, remind Brendan everybody. Brendan Shanahan. We had that big discussion. I just let everybody know. We actually do have a show 
in the coffee house right next to the studio every morning. And I have to tone these guys down a little bit because they tend to do the entire show before we even get here. So, I mean, there is a lot going on. Naz, like, what do you think about that whole Shanahan Well, Brendan Shanahan, uh, I guess they're hiring from Detroit. All these guys from Detroit are getting hired as uh, GMs or presidents, and uh, hopefully he does a good job. I hope he does. Uh, it's going to be a tough task because uh, Dave Nonis kind of uh, ruined him a bit with uh, the salary cap issues that are, that are occurring with the Leafs now. So Wally, we, it's, a, it's a really uh, tough situation for Shanahan to come into. So what well, can we expect in the next week anyways? Well, I think tomorrow is going to be important because I don't think we yet know what Brandon Shanahan's specific job description is going to be. I've heard... Uh, stories and uh, reports that he's going to be the governor, he's going to attend all the NHL meetings, he's going to be the president of hockey operations, whatever that means. But I think the critical question uh, that still has to be resolved is how involved is he going to be in hockey decisions and what's Dave Nonis's role on a, on a go-forward basis? Well, knowing his situation and the way Shanahan is, I don't think he takes a back seat to anybody. I think he'll be very, very, very involved in the hockey operations for the Leafs. Now, having said that, if it's his job to be involved, and I don't, we don't know yet what that means, um, is Brendan Shanahan qualified? Does he have the experience to be the man making hockey decisions is there a fit with, for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Is there a fit with the Leafs? Does he belong? This is hard to answer because he's, he, was, uh, he was working for the NHL for, I think, three or four years now. And he's, uh, I think he has seen the whole situation in Toronto. So the experience he, he has in the NHL office does help him. Um, if I was the Leafs, I would have hired somebody with experience within a team. So far, like uh, what they did with Jim Nill in, in Dallas and Steve Eiserman in Tampa Bay. Good point, yeah. Uh, so I'm I'm not so sure it'll hurt him, but it may. Was it a was it was it a rash decision? Or did they just jump at this, or was this something that you figure might have been planned during the books for a little while? I mean, what do you think? Well, well is that, was it, have I they been thinking about was, this for a long time, or is it no? Just, I, they haven't been thinking about this. Are they, for a is long, this another no, press thing? I mean, no, Neil, they haven't been thinking about this for a long time. This this must have come up. In the last during the during the recent uh, tribulations of the Leafs, yeah. when the Leafs were a playoff team, second or third uh, overall in the conference, I, I don't think they were th- uh, thinking of bringing in Brendan Shanahan. I, at that point in time, I would have thought they would have been happy with their current structure. I, I think you're but, right, but well, Bre- exactly. but Brendan Shanahan. I mean, let's give the man due credit. Um, he's a very articulate uh, spokesman. He's uh, he's very he's a very uh, attractive uh, f- uh, presence uh, yeah. for 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 MLSC. Yes, uh, he's he's well spoken. Yes, uh, he looks good, and from what I can tell, did a great job with the NHL. My only concern is how between him and Nonis, how are they going to split up the roles? Well, we can go to our view, our listeners and see what they have to say. Again, you know, this is a call-in show. Give us a shout at 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. Pick up Nonis, on uh, Nonis uh, uh, understands his role, though, Wally. Like, Brian, it would be similar to when Brian Burke was here. No, but I, I don't understand what that means, he understands his role. He had, he, had, he, he had a very good role 
up until Wednesday of last week. So now, now someone else has come into the picture. So has his role changed? Because he was he was flat out the general manager of this team, I, making I think, all the hockey decisions. I think Nonis is comfortable either way, though. I think that's his nature. He's mm. been uh, with Burke for so many years, right? I think that's I, his nature. He's used to that. I'm, I'm, I'm not worried I'm about it. I'm going to disagree with you a little bit there, Naz. When, when somebody becomes the top dog, I mean, I appreciate that, uh, you know, he, he, he was groomed by Brian Burke. Uh, you know, he was brought here by Brian Burke. From all, from all, all I can see is that they worked very well together. Circumstances took over that Burke, uh, I guess he was fired. That's a kind, I mean, he was fired, wasn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. you made, a, he you made an go. interesting point earlier. Well, you mentioned the fact that Burke was handed basically an incredible time bomb here when he came to the Leafs. And but, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of things just, here. But, I just you know. want to finish that no, one no point. Absolutely. I, I, just human nature being what it is, uh, people are generally not in, in, in positions of, of, of serious responsibility or, or is a, a, an executive like Dave Notice, somebody, when you're in that position, human nature is, once you take that job, you don't want to go backwards. Yes, uh, that's just what human beings are. It's, it's, good point, yeah. Any way you want to look at it, yeah. it, this may end up being a demotion. We don't know that yet because we don't know yeah, don't how know they've defined yet. the roles between Shanahan and Notice. So we don't know whether this is status quo, so whether next- it's a demotion, we don't know. We're going to find out the tomorrow, I would presume. Yeah. So tomorrow, you right? we're going to find out. Uh, well, okay. they're going to put a spin on it let tomorrow. Me, let me put it this way. I think Shanahan could still play for the Leafs, <laughs> based on the fact that... Have you ever seen the Leaf forwards trying to get the puck off the boards? <laughs> Shanahan would get it out of, out of their well, own end. He, they're he's got they're a, extremely weak along the boards. Then, then he's got a huge problem, because where are they going to fit his salary and under their current salary <laughs> this, cap this problems? This is why it's called the Naz and Wally show, and not the Wally and Naz show. We, we expect things like that from Naz every once in a while. That and wearing a kilt... Not well, the kilt. And our call <laughs> away from that, man. Our call in number again, Neil? Our call in number is 360-0740. That's 416-360-0740. Or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. It's, in, it's interesting uh, how the two guys that uh, uh, got uh, Bob Goodenow fired back in the uh, negotiations, Trevor Linden and Brendan Shannon, have jobs of presidents of Vancouver and Toronto respectively it's just I'm just curious how that happens well I it seems to be um, a trend in the NHL now that you know their teams are putting in these presidents that are above general managers and I'm, I'm not sure if that's a bit I mean Lyndon and Shanahan are incredibly well were incredibly well respected players and and they look good in front of the media. And it seems that the corporate owners of these teams want somebody between ownership and the general manager for various reasons. Well, we'll go to commercial. We'll pick that up when we come back. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. There's an old saying... 
Entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000 square foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge, the best. The war on cancer is not a single fight. It's a series of heroic battles fought day after day. At the Scarborough Hospital, they count their victories one patient at a time. But with your support, they can do more. Saturday, May 10th, help them raise $2 million toward integrated cancer care while honoring Dr. Don Noria, this year's Scarborough World Gala Lifetime Achievement Award recipient. To order tickets or donate, call 416-431-8130 or visit ScarboroughWorldGala.com. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There are two ways to argue sports with these guys, and none of them work. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour, on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. And we are back, uh, Naz, Wally, Neil, that's me. And uh, just a reminder, give us a call at area code 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740 if you have any questions for us, the boys. And we were talking about Shanahan and the Leafs, and that leads us to, I think, the ultimate question is, uh, where's Carlisle's fate in all of this? Well, I would have fired him in November, but uh, he might be the coach here next year. Don't know what Shanahan has in mind with Randy Carlisle. I wonder how he's going to answer that question question at the press conference tomorrow. My opinion on it, Naz, is I I don't see how Carlisle survives um, the the this scenario, and I don't think they're going to talk about it tomorrow. Uh, I think tomorrow is Brendan Shanahan's day. Uh, it's going to be a big announcement. Put a new face on the franchise, a new positive spin. I, I would really, really, really doubt that they'd want to uh, bring in any negativity uh, in any way, shape, or form into that press conference. So tomorrow's, tomorrow's Shanahan's day. Uh, Carlisle's future, um, I think, will be determined probably over the course of the next couple of weeks. And I can, I can see both scenarios. Uh, I can see a scenario where he's let go if... Uh, if Shanahan uh, sees uh, Shanahan and Nonus, we don't we don't know where that relationship is going. But if Shanahan sees uh, somebody better that he thinks uh, would put the team in a different direction that he feels from a hockey perspective it needs to be taken, then Carlisle's gone. 
Uh, I think if it's Dave Nonis's decision, um, my guess would be that Carlisle's still here. I think I think Nonis is a big Carlisle supporter. Um, they're going to have to evaluate uh, what happened in the last month of the season and determine um, whether on a go-forward basis that's something that Carlisle can fix or whether it was Carlisle's fault. Um, and they'll they'll make those decisions, but that's I don't see that ha- I don't see that happening tomorrow. Let's let's go your point on Nonis um, wanting Carlisle back. If that happens, which I'm not saying it will, I'm not saying it won't, but if that happens, they've got to make some major, major, major changes on this hockey club. This team played like crap the last month for one month season, for the last month of the season. They played like crap. Well, now, some, are some people gonna, are you going to bring the core of this team back with Randy Carlyle as the coach? Well, some so people. One thing's got to happen. One of two things has to happen. They, they've got to dismantle the core of this team, which is Phil Kessel, James Van Riemsdyk, uh, Tyler Bozak, Dion Phaneuf. Those players they have to dismantle some of those pieces, or they bring in a new coach and say, "Hey, you know what? It was Carlyle's fault." Uh, let's see what you can do with the, this team. Yeah. What do they do? Well, that's an interesting discussion, which uh, is going to be the topic of conversation in Leafland probably until for the next two, three, four months or until the next season starts. Um, some people argue that this team played crap the whole year, never mind the last month of the season. It was held together by uh, by a hot goalie for most of the year. Some people make will make that argument. And... Um, Carlisle, I, my gut instinct tells me he survives. My gut instinct tells me he's back next year. Let's go to the listeners and see what they have to say. Give us a shout at 416-360-0740 or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. So what do you think? What's the decision here? Is Carlisle, Carlisle going to survive this or uh, again? I, I can't see him point. surviving, but you never know in this day. Now, take a look. We took a look at this last last week. And the team that they had last year compared to the team they had this year. We went through some of the guys, Wally, and we, we were talking about Komarov and we were talking about Clark MacArthur, who, by the way, had a really good season with Ottawa. And you had Grabowski and all the rest of those players that they had. Would they have not been better off just standing pat and developing their own players through the minor league system and and? Getting them to play the way the the organization wants them to play. Yeah. <clears throat> this is Detroit. Yeah. This is the difference between Detroit Red Wings and the Toronto Maple Leafs. Detroit and New Jersey too. New Jersey has a way of playing hockey. Detroit has a way of playing hockey, and the Leafs have a way of playing hockey. Yeah. It's not very good, but they have a way of playing <clears throat> hockey. Yeah. My my difficulty with that argument is I don't see, I don't know how you can compare the Toronto Maple Leaf. Uh, the Toronto Marlies to the Grand Rapids uh, or to the Griffins or whatever they're whatever they yeah, are. But Wally, they, 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 for some reason, Detroit seems to have talent in, in their minor hockey league system. I, I look at the Toronto Marlies. I don't see. I haven't seen anybody that got brought up to the Leafs this year that's going to be a difference maker down the road. I, I mean, the difference between Detroit and the Toronto organizations may just be on the quality of the uh, of the scouting because they, they seem to bring up people with talent. 
that that are NHL players. I mean, I don't know where they found this well, Nyquist. This the Nyquist. Marlies, the do, Marlies, do the Marlies have a Nyquist on their roster? The Marlies went made the final and semifinal in the last two years. So, so where are all these? Where are all these players with talent? That, where that, are that's they? That's where I, what I'm asking. They they got a. They got is it Jerry D'Amigo? Because when I see them bring somebody up, they keep bringing up Jerry D'Amigo. Is he the, is he the guy that's going to take them to the promised land? D'Amigo, D'Amigo at least ha- makes an effort out there. <laughs> well, you know, yeah. like he can play on a fourth line, right? Detroit, for some reason, they 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 have talent. They have talent. They're they're they're, they're minor hockey. They're minor hockey. Sorry, they're uh, they're AHL team. They, they've got some talent on it. Uh, that can play at the NHL level. So is it wise for the Leafs to bring these guys up, leak them some experience in the NHL, see how they turn out, or is it the Leafs' way guys, of doing business you know, to just to just age these guys down there and take them up when it's too late and they're already jaded? Are they jaded? I mean, what's the difference between, like, deeper coaching, scouting, everything between the Marlies and, and Grand Rapids? I mean, where where is there a big difference? Is it just... Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't know. I mean, you know, well, the, di- I, I, the Marlies are a solid team, and that's his point. I mean, they're not like they're not they're not a horrible organization. They, they finished first in their division exactly. again this you know, year. But you have a great point too, I, and and you can see it. If the, like if a, the players on the Marley were so talented, the Marlies were so talented. Where were they down the stretch? Why yeah. wasn't Why wasn't Nonis or Carlisle bringing them up? And what and when they and when he did bring a few guys up like Holland. Uh, name some of the other guys. But Holland D'Amigo. was Holland like, wasn't these guys a. Uh, making any difference. But Holland played well here. When he played, he played well. His stats weren't that bad, and he was good in his own end of the rink. And they're looking for guys that are good in their own end of the rink. What defenseman, when the Leafs had serious problems on the blue line in the last month of the season, what defenseman was down on the uh, was was playing for the Marlies that they should have brought up here that would have would have changed things in any significant respect. Name me one. Well, they're two young guys. They're up playing already. They're not going to bring bring in another young guy. They got they have Stuart Percy back on defense in, in the Marlies, but he's a first year pro, so they can't expect him to to make a difference, right? In Detroit, they don't call these guys up when they're nineteen, twenty years old. They call them up when they're twenty three, twenty four, twenty five years old, yeah. and they can make a difference. So, a young player, a young player, a young defenseman in the NHL, very very difficult. To, to play at that age. There's there's only so many tr- Drew Doughties around. Yeah. Right? Well, Drew Doughties don't spend time with the Toronto Marlies. Anyways, exactly. we, we, uh, just to get off the Leafs for a little bit here, uh, NHL playoffs are starting this week. Yeah. Go Habs, go. So that's where you take. That's your pick. Well, we got one Canadian team in the playoffs. I'm not uh, picking them. <laughs> I've been, I've been scouting around my basement to see if I can find my number 12 Yvonne Cornway sweater. <laughs> so I want, I want to have some rooting interest in these playoffs. I mean, uh, is, are the Habs Canada's team? Is it everybody going to be rooting for the Habs? The last time you wore that, a, was Toronto, like a, a true Toronto Maple Leaf fan cannot cheer for the Montreal Canadiens. No, exactly. even, even though I think Montreal is probably one of maybe two teams that can knock off the uh, Boston. Boston Bruins. Well, they match up well against the Bruins for some reason. The Bruins seem to have problems uh, problems handling the Habs. But, so how do you uh, see this? How do you see the playoffs? Like shaping up? Who do you think is going to take first rounds? Where is that going to go? Uh, what direction is the playoffs going to take this year? Like, Is it going to be any surprises, there, there, any shockers? In the West, there's a team that's not playing very well right now, and uh, it's Hitchcock's St. Louis Blues. I see that as the ma- the major upset on the west in the west. Absolutely a dark team. They are not playing very well at all. And sometimes what happens is when you're not playing well at the end of the year, it filters into the playoffs. 
Well, the and one I don't like, I don't like their chances in the first round. I I will agree with you on on the St. Louis Blues. I don't think they're going very far. The one team out west that every time I look at the standings, I shake my head, and I, I look at it like three times because I can't believe sure. what I'm reading. The Colorado Avalanche. <laughs> Last time I checked, they have 111 points. Yeah. They, have, they have some great young players, though, yeah. Wally. Last year, they finished, I think, second, second worst in the entire league, and they won the lottery, and they picked McKinnon. How does a team go from, from second last in the entire NHL to second overall overnight? Joe Sackett tell me that. and Patrick Waugh, that makes the difference. But there isn't that, there isn't, aside from Nathan McKinnon, there isn't that much difference in that team. Well, those young guys develop too. Landis Gog, you have O'Reilly, as Neil mentioned. You have Matt, Matt Duchesne. Duchesne. For sure. There's some really good players there. Now, is that, I wish the Leafs had that core. Is that a model? Is that somehow, can the Leafs do something like this? Can they turn it around that quick? Well, Colorado really didn't turn it around that quick. It's been five or six years. So it does take that time. That's what I'm getting at. The Leafs have to build within their own system, within their own organization. We have a caller, Nathan. Do you have a question, Nathan? Hello? Yeah, Nathan. Good morning, Nathan. Good morning. Good morning. Uh, you guys are the most intelligent guys I've heard on radio. <laughs> That's very flattering. You're, Thank you very much. You know, what, you're, you're right. They, they, made, they didn't keep um, MacArthur. They didn't keep uh, Grabowski. These guys were very good players. Yeah. So what happens? So they get Boland. Boland gets injured. They, they get Clarkson. Clarkson can't play. They, they couldn't put together a second line. With, with Lupo, with Kadri, who I don't believe is a good center. Uh, he's, he's a better winger. He's not a center. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, I, I just can't believe that they couldn't put together a second scoring line. Well, let, and, let, and let, let, let Naz have a word at that, and we'll see, you know, Naz, what do you think? Oh, I agree totally. Thanks for calling me. I, I agree that. totally. And they, they'd have lots of cap room. They would be in really good shape. That's why I'm saying... The, the Leafs have to build within their own organization. I'm not saying don't make any trades, but please don't sign any free agents because free agents do not work in the cap era. In, in the past, the Leafs had an open book, open checkbook. They could have signed 10 players and there was no cap. But not now. You've got to really be careful when you're having a cap. We're going to go commercial and we'll be right back. It was a rainy day when Peterville asked, how much loyalty is there in the world anymore? Well, about 14 inches, we figure. Introducing Pizzaville's new loyalty program. After your sixth order, you'll receive a large 14-inch pizza of your choice free with your seventh order. You scratch our back, we feed your face. Find out more at pizzaville.ca. That's pizzaville.ca. At 20,000 square feet, Steel's Paint and Woodbridge is Canada's largest independent paint store. Big deal, right? Big deal, yes. The best brands, the best staff, the best advice, the best of everything. From color matching to brand selection, whether you're a pro or a DIYer, we'll look after you from the minute you walk in to the minute you walk in a second time as a completely satisfied customer. Big store, big deal, bigger satisfaction. Simple. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. Doc Martin has spring fever. Did you wash your hands? 
No. Oh, well, goodness gracious, maybe there's a link. And we want you to catch it, too. Watch Season 6 of Doc Martin for your chance to win a 10-day trip for two to England and Wales from Vision TV and Royal Scottish Tours. Jot down the weekly question, then go to visiontv.ca to answer. Get your shot of spring fever. Doctor's orders. Watch and win with Season 6 of Doc Martin, Wednesday nights at 9 on Vision TV. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alt Infinity the captain's choice. Alt Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. From face-offs to playoffs, field goals to own goals, you're listening to the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. We're back. Don't forget to give us a call. Area code 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. It's a beautiful day. Have a great shot outside here. And uh, we've got a special guest, as we mentioned at the beginning of the show, John Stein Breder. We're very fortunate to have with us, directly from Augusta this morning, feature golf writer for Masters.com, John Stein Breder, award-winning golf journalist. Um, Interestingly enough, also the author of Golf for Dummies and also Hockey for Dummies, which is, uh, we won't talk about that. Given what's maybe, happened, this maybe maybe the least should read his book. Anyways, John, uh, you with us? Are you there? I'm, I'm here. And uh, greetings from Augusta, where it's, uh, it's a beautiful day down here as well. Fantastic! Thanks so yes. much for joining us. Thanks it's, for joining us. It's awesome. Looks to looks like it's going to be a fantastic afternoon of golf down in Augusta, and we're really looking forward to it. Um, First thing I wanted to uh, I wanted to ask you, uh, John, is uh, most of us most of us will never have the opportunity, uh, although we uh, we'd love to 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 actually go see the golf tournament, uh, the Masters, or to actually play the course. Uh, Augusta is known as probably the most famous golf course in the world. It's oftentimes called hallowed ground. From your perspective, being someone who's 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 been there and played the course and been there what is it about augusta paint a picture in our in our for our listeners is what what makes augusta different well i mean there are a couple things i guess uh let's talk a little bit um as a tournament venue um the uh there's not a sports event i've ever been around that's been better run than the masters the people at augusta national just uh they know how to do it. They know how to set it up. They know how to put it on. So there's just an overall atmosphere here that is, that is, it's well organized. It's well run. They take great care of the players. They take great care of the patrons. They take great care of those of us in the media 
covering it. And um, it's one of those places that uh, doing an event like this, it's just a happy place. People are happy to be here. The patrons are excited. The players are excited. Um, you know, it's it's just one of those, uh, the ambiance, the feel of it all is really, really, is really, really good. So that's um, that's one thing that really stands out. Second of all, the golf course is in immaculate condition. Um, they've managed to set it up in a way, I think, that uh, it's tough. Uh, everybody's been talking about how tough it is. The greens are hard. The fairways are hard right now. It blew a lot earlier in the week. It hasn't rained. Um, but it's not U.S. Open crazy tough where, you know, if you, if you get par, that's all you need to win. I mean, five under is leading the tournament right now. We're thinking today probably seven or eight under will win the tournament. So they do allow for some birdies to be made. They do allow for that to happen. And and finally, there's something about the setup of this golf course, the back nine. It is absolutely made for drama. It is a perfect venue. Uh, a couple of par fives and a reachable one, two for the best players in the world. A couple of dramatic par threes, a great finishing hole. And there's just something about the back nine of Augusta National, unlike any course I've ever seen for a championship, that just lends itself to drama, uh, to comebacks, to collapses, to whatever. And it just makes it that exciting as far as uh, uh, the tournament unfolds. And I think that really has a lot to do with why the patients get really pumped up about it, television viewers at home, but of course, the players themselves. No, exactly. John, give us, an, give us a, a sense of the physical um, dimen- uh, essence of the course. The thing, the thing I've been told is on television, you really can't tell. The, the, no. the, the dramatic elevation changes and the contours and and the and the contours in the green and that that element really doesn't come out on television. Give us a sense of that. Well, it's the first thing anybody will tell you who's been here as a spectator or players who've never played here before will tell you. The biggest surprise to them is how much the, uh, the, the great changes in elevation. Uh, for example, on the tenth hole, when you tee off at number ten, it's about a hundred and twenty foot uh, drop. When you go to the highest point of ten from the tee the lowest point of the fairway, it's 120 feet. Um, that's, you know, 40, almost 40 meters uh, for those on the metric system. I mean, that's a huge drop. Now, even the greens have got uh, enormous contours, and in the fifth hole, um, you, you can't believe how it's probably a four-foot difference from the lowest part of the grain to the highest point. The 14th hole, which is the only hole in the golf course that doesn't have a bunker, is six feet, about roughly six feet. Good Lord. So, uh, again, two meters different from the lowest part of that green to the highest point of that. Um, it's extraordinary. And, and a lot of the holes, I mean, number one, you hit up a, you know, you hit across a big hollow uh, kind of and walk down and then up the hill to hit your second shot to a very elevated green. Number two is a very downhill hole. Three is a very uphill hole. Um, six is a very downhill hole. Seven plays to an uphill green. Eight plays uphill uh, after you drive your approach shot your, and your second shot and approach shot for amateurs, nine, very much of a downhill hole in the drive and uphill to a green. So if you just go around like that, the elevation changes are dramatic. Uh, the lies, if you don't get your tee shots to the flats, what they call here, and Tom Watson talked about it, now he can't get to the flats anymore, so he's hitting a lot of shots off of uneven lies, side hill lies, downhill lies. So um, it really comes to the, the undulations and the changes in elevation come into play on your drives, on your approach shots, and on your chipping and putting. 
What's your opinion on uh, Jordan Spieth? Uh, we've seen what? Tiger Woods, who was awesome, and uh, Roy McIlroy was supposed to be the next one. What do you think of Jordan Spieth? Um, you know, I, I think he's a wonderful kid. I don't know him personally. I spent a lot of time with his caddy this week because Jordan played a practice round with uh, with Ben Crenshaw and uh, and talked a lot with Ben about the golf course and getting to know it. And then uh, Ben suggested that his caddy, Carl Jackson, you know, done 53 Masters, uh, talk to uh, Jordan's caddy, which he did. And um, so that, I think that's helped Jordan out a lot this week because Carl basically opened up his caddy book and showed Jordan, and, and when they played the practice round, showed George's caddy Mike, you know, where the brakes are on the green and, and what sort of landmarks you need to think about where balls are going to break towards this direction. And the kids just played brilliantly. I mean, this course is playing hard. I mean, veteran Masters guys, Freddie Couples, the last two days, has come in and said, wow, this is, this is a hard golf course. You know, it's getting a little crispy on the 18th green. He said yesterday, it's drying out, it's tough. And for this kid to shoot what he's uh, done out there right now, 71, 70, 70, and, uh, you know, tied with the lead with the four master championship is, is just remarkable. And everybody tells me he's, uh, you know, he's a man beyond his years. And he's a very Great. mature, mentally very solid at this point. Kid. Great kid. You can take it out. Have you ever seen the greens this fast? Um, uh, you know, I, it's, it's hard for me to tell it. Yeah. They're pretty, they're pretty damn fast, but I, I don't know that, uh, you know, they're faster than they normally are, but certainly the, uh, the wind really dried things out, I think earlier this week and, and they, you know, they tuck some pins, you know, they try to do Thursday and Saturday is a little bit tough too. And I think today there'll be some more receptive pins, um, because they do like to see, you know, they're smart here. They get it. They understand they want to see some birdies and. And hear those roars, and um, and they'll probably be uh, a little bit more accessible places today. Anyways, once again for our listeners, we have on 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 uh, online right now John Steinbretter, feature writer for Masters dot com, amongst others, uh, award winning golf journalist. Really lucky to have you. Yesterday, John, you wrote a piece on the Masters site about Ricky Fowler, who's uh, who's one of my favorite golfers. What are his chances today, and how do you see this afternoon panning out? Well, it's so hard to read that crystal ball, but Ricky really seems confident. He seems good. As I mentioned in the piece, he started working with um, Butch Harmon in December. And, you know, Ricky's, you know, we kind of have seen a lot of Ricky, but, you know, he's only in, in four years on, or I guess five years on tour. This is his fourth Masters. He's only won one tournament, which, um, and that was in 2012. And, and he was frustrated with that. So he's been working with, um, with Butch, and he's gone, went out to Scotty Cameron's studio, did a lot of work out there in his putting, and he's really, uh, you know, he's really committed and uh, committed himself to trying to get better. And as he said, it's kind of coming all together at the Masters. He went out and played a practice round with Nicholson on Tuesday against Dustin Johnson and uh, Jason Duffner, and I think there was a little money involved, which uh, they, were, <laughs> they were joking about. Uh, uh, but Mickelson was very happy because he had Ricky as his partner. Ricky shot 30 on the front, and wow. um, had you know an eagle and a, you know three or four birdies in the back. It just played lights out, and boy, he had a hell of a score yesterday. I mean, he just you know 67 on this golf course in the conditions it was in. It was uh, his lowest score ever here at Augusta, and only him and his with his 66 was was one better and he seems confident he seems very relaxed very eased with himself i mean he was remarkably relaxed i thought and you know you gotta watch him you gotta like him his uh you gotta like his chances does, do we have a prediction today do we have a prediction does couple do we have <laughs> does couple hold on i want to ask john does couples have a chance i think he does he's got to make up four shots good and, question you know it's tough out here but freddie's achilles heel recently has been 
the uh, the Saturday round, which he shot 77 a couple years ago and then 75 last year. So uh, his 73, while not optimum in his view yesterday, was certainly an improvement. We're all and pulling does, for Freddie, for sure. Have, he does have a shot, as does him and his, but I, I think it always comes down to the Masters, uh, to the person who's been there before. I mean, you know, a club looks a little twitchy and a little, <laughs> uh, you know, a I little thought he recovered well. I thought he recovered well yesterday. I don't know how, he, how he's feeling, but it's, it's hard not to look at Ricky, mm-hmm. uh, look at Cooch, uh, look, and, and look at Jason. I got a something tells me this is Lee Westwood's day for some reason. Oh boy, he's you know, he, he's say, just he, been hanging around majors in the last in the last day, and uh, something tells me this is going to be his day. It'd be great to see him do it. I just you know uh, my view is he really is just he's not an exceptional putter, and and you got to put well to win here. I mean, yeah. he's put lights out yesterday. And that, that's going to be the key. I mean, what Freddie Couple said is basically this. All you're trying to do here is get 20 feet on your three and uh, four pars and get your two foot, get out of there with your life, and, and then try to get on the par fives and two and get your birdies there. Ricky birdied all four of the par fives yesterday. Um, you know, he, he, he can do that. Cooch can do that. Uh, Bubba can certainly do that. And I think those would be the three guys I would really watch today for that, for that reason, for their ability to make birdie in those holes each and every time. And and keep themselves steady and calm on the other holes. Unfortunately, John, we're running out of time. We, I could we could spend another hour, two hours talking about the Masters. We really appreciate uh, really appreciate your time coming on and uh, enjoy enjoy this afternoon, as I'm sure our listeners will. And uh, we'll see you soon, my friend. I have a quick. Thank sh- you so much, you guys. That no, it's wonderful. Thank, Thank you for coming you. here. Thanks, John. I have a, I have a quick right. I have a quick shout out to my good friends uh, at the Outpost Club, my friends at Inverness Club in Toledo, Ohio, who are tuning into the show this morning from Wonderful. Toledo, Ohio. Wonderful. Thanks again. Okay, we're gonna go to commercial break. We'll be right back. Steel's Paint in Woodbridge, an enormous 20,000-square-foot superstore that carries nothing but the best. Superior staff, superior advice, superior selection, superior everything. When you have a really tough job to do, they can knock it down to size. They'll show you how to get it done right, and because they only sell the best of everything, you'll get it done to last. That means superior satisfaction. Steel's Paint, 4190 Steel's Avenue West in Woodbridge. The best. A companion, a true companion, one that's there for you no matter what. That's what owning a pet brings to your life. And at Zoomer Radio, the new AM740, we want to help you find one. Visit our website as each week we profile a different pet of the week. Available for adoption at the Toronto Humane Society. Wonderful, loving companions who need homes. Maybe yours? To view this week's pet of the week, visit am740.ca. There's an old saying, entrepreneurship doesn't build character, it reveals character. Entrepreneurs learn to trust a person by trusting people. The law firm Rigabon Carly understands this. They know all about entrepreneurs because they work for them. Every day, they've earned their trust. They know that when it comes to meeting the legal and business needs of entrepreneurs, good enough is not enough. Rigabon Carly, the intelligent choice. This is Daryl Settler for Alt Infinity and Vaughn. Car buying made simple. That's what Alt Infinity is all about. No stress, no hassle, no nonsense. Just fun and easy and rewarding experience that will put you behind the wheel of a fabulous new or used Infinity. 
Expert sales staff, superior service, and the largest selection in Ontario. And the most competitive pricing anywhere. It's what makes Alta Infinity the captain's choice. Alta Infinity, Woodbridge.com, at the corner of Martin Grove and Highway 7. Striving to inspire you at every turn. It was a rainy day in Pizzaville when my wife accused me of having an affair. How could I tell her that I was hopelessly in love with extra thin crust pizza from Pizzaville? I didn't ask for this to happen. It was so thin, so delicate, so delicious. I can't bear to share it with my wife. She wants me to see a counsellor, but I don't want to share it with him either. Call Pizzaville for an extra thin crust pizza at 736-3636. You name it, they'll argue about it. No sport left unturned. The boys are back, the Naz and Wally Sports Hour on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. And we are back. Uh, just a reminder again, uh, you can call us at 416-360-0740 or toll-free at 1-866-740-4740. Uh, we have Sean Clement in the studio with us today. And uh, Golf Wisdom. I mean, this guy. This is golf day, I think. This Morning, guys. Our, I'm loving it. Good morning, Sean. Good morning, Sean. This is our Golf Wisdom segment. The on the Naz and Wally Sports Hour. Yes, sir. He's the expert. Yeah. Richmond Hill uh, Golf Learning Center. Uh, YouTube, Sean Clement. Yes. Wisdom and Golf. Dot, is it com or CA? Dot com. Dot com. And uh, for those of our listeners that want to improve their golf game or are interested in the uh, nuances of the golf game, check it out. Nobody knows this stuff better than Sean does. I think that you've benefited from it, obviously, Walter. I'm next. I want to keep out of the woods, so I will be talking to Sean after the show for sure. Just, uh, Sean, if you just give us a, a brief uh, uh, brief uh, uh, intro. It's what you're doing sure. at the Richmond Hill Golf Learning Center. Tell our listeners about well, where you are and uh, how they can get a hold of you there. And uh, Yeah, not a problem. I mean, the website is where you want to be, but uh, basically, you know, when, when people ask us, what, what do we do different? Um, well... Number one, I want you to know that you're designed anatomically and you're wired properly to do this game amazingly well. We've done our homework. We, we understand anatomy. I've, I've been studying this since I was 17 years old. I'm now 48. So when you study anatomy and you study neurology and, and you've got, you know, 25% of my students are doctors in the medical field, Perfect. in all aspects of the medical field. So these guys trust us because we know our stuff. Um, we don't teach Muppet golf. This is not the Muppet show. What's Muppet golf? That's a new one. I haven't, <laughs> I I haven't heard that one from you before. Muppet well, you golf. know, you typically go get a lesson and they put you on video and they say, well, you don't look like Ernie Els. Well, thanks a lot. Thanks yes. for making me feel that big. And then, and then they proceed to show you what positions you need to be in. Well, we're not wired that way. And, yeah. and we have all kinds of scientific bodies that are coming out, thank goodness, telling us, stop thinking about body parts. This is not a fashion show. So, uh, you know, so what we show you, I mean, we've been around this planet for two and a half to four million years. And we have this amazing self-preserving wiring inside of us that we're born with. So if you've got two arms, two legs, and you're still alive... I can show you how to play amazing <laughs> golf. Now you you've got three hundred over three hundred YouTube videos. Yeah. And 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 I wanna tell our listeners twenty million hits. Twenty million hits. If you wanna learn about golf, go check it out. And just to They're incredibly too. well produced. Yes. And Sean can teach make something complicated, he can make it simple. And they can. Oh, it is simple. 
Guys, I mean, that's the thing. You know, it, we're, we're gravity geniuses. If I give you an axe and put you in the bush tomorrow and I say, well, you got to chop some trees down eight hours a day for the next month. Well, you're going to be sore the next two, three days. But after that, at the end of the week, you're going to go, hey, I, I think I can do this. What is it, uh, what is it about the way you teach that's, that you consider different? I know that you're a big disciple of golf swing or golf hit. Can you explain to our listeners what the difference is? Well, I mean, it, the, the difference is you're already wired for it. So I'm, I'm, I'm showing you what you already know. Uh, and there's so many parallels. Like, to give an example, one of my students, online students, and I've met him personally when he came to Toronto, is Pete Sampras. And I took his, his pronated release and his serve, which is the best in the world, and I showed him how to turn it upside down and do it through a golf swing underneath instead of over the top. And he went, really? It's that easy? Yeah. And he crushes the ball. He's yeah. just an amazing athlete. But it was extremely easy for him to take that aspect of his tennis and put it into his golf swing. If you're a fencing artist, I could show you how to use the slash of a sword. Or if you're a squash player, that nice forehand, you know, that snap of the forehand, it works exactly the same way anatomically in your golf swing. So when you teach golf, you're... you're you don't teach positions. No. You don't tell students, okay, no. you got to get your wrists here or you got to turn this way. God, no. That would, or... that would be a major sabotage. That's putting us into the Stone Age. The worst thing that's ever happened is the overuse of video analysis. Video analysis has its place, but it's mostly to match perception to reality. So you think you're doing something, and we put you on video and say, well, see, this is what's happening. And you go, okay, then we're done. So what am I going to do with those, like, 30 golf books I have in my library? Am I, am I putting them all on eBay or burn, baby, burn? get rid of them and go, <laughs> no, to, there's some good nuggets go to out you, there. YouTube Sean Clement? Well, there, there are get some. Get rid of that stuff. Well, uh, I, want, I want to let the listeners know that we were on the right track up until the 60s and 70s. And there's been some amazing teachers that have been on track. And if those teachers would have had access to the knowledge I have as far as neurology, how the brain works, how anatomy works, they would have been in the same position I am today, which is extremely exciting. Sean, let's talk about Jim Furyk's swing for a second. That's what Perfect. That, well, yeah. I've been listening here, and I, I wonder, you know, that guy's swing looks like mine for so Naz, let's let's have let's have a little fun while we're talking about Jim Furyk here, yeah. okay? So look in the in the top ten right now on the leaderboard and the Masters, how many homemade swings there are, right? When you look at well, tell me, well, Bubba Watson, yep, Fred Couples, Jim Furyk. When you say homemade, Jimenez, when you say homemade swing, what do you mean? Self taught, right? Self taught, self taught. Yeah, yeah. Okay. never take a you know not does doesn't take lessons. You know, Jim Furyk worked with his dad. Bubba Watson, you know, worked with his dad at a young age. And then they just developed a game. And then they understood how to work the ball and how to, how to you know, how to work with their own anatomy. And they, they do it instinctively. So you look at, you know, Bubba Watson today is not going to be thinking about his golf swing. He's not going to be thinking about positions. He's going to go out there and play the shots he needs to play to put the ball in the center of the green and, and when he needs to and then attack the pins that he knows how to attack. And you've got to be able to work the ball both ways to do that. Jim Furyk knows how to do that. You look at Jordan Spieth, is, you know, he, he, he's not your, your typical you know, classical what do you swing. Think, what, he's a newcomer. He's, he's, the big, he's the big new buzz on, right. on tour. What do you think of his swing? Awesome. This is just, What's he doing right? He's playing golf. What does that mean? He's playing that, that, golf. That means he's playing shots. So I'll give you an example. If I'm skipping a stone on water, what's my focus? 
the, the vision of a stone skipping on water. I pick up the yeah. stone, I feel its weight, I feel its texture, I, I, right? I just want to stay with that thought. Yeah. Our listeners listening to this, I'm telling you, you'll find all of this stuff on YouTube, yeah. Sean Clement. So, Go take a look at this stuff. It's, so it's Jordan, revolutionary. Yeah. So Jordan looks at the target and says, I need to hit this shot. And his whole body responds to the shot. Instead of you looking at positions and hoping those positions fit the golf shot that you're trying to hit, you're actually allowing your body to respond to the shot that you're going to hit. That's the difference. Just a quick, we have a call in. Uh, well, he's gone. Uh, do we have somebody on, online? Yep. Uh, you have, if you have a question for Sean... Uh, anybody else wants to call in? It's three six zero zero seven four zero or one eight six six seven four zero forty seven forty. Just let everybody know. So we'll pick up where we left off. Sean, Sorry, you were watching the Masters yesterday. Um, I, I cut saw some of it. I, I was busy. I had a full day of lessons <laughs> yesterday. Today it's going to rain. Today I'm going to be inside watching the, the Masters for sure. It's my day off. Any uh, any thoughts on what's going on? Well, you know, Bubba got his little awkward round out of the way, and now today. He's tied for the lead. He's in the position he wants to be in, and he's going to play some golf. Predictions? Anything? I'm, 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 my money's on Bubba. And uh, my, my hope, <laughs> I'd love to see Freddie win. Um, you know, like, I'm like, like everybody pairing, else. Right? Like I've said, when, when, I, when I'm watching the studio, it's, 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 it's Statler and, and, and couples. I think this is an incredible thing. I'm, I'm fascinated by the both of them. Yeah. And Jimenez. Like, you, you know, you look the at the mechanic. Yeah, he's yeah, playing. I, I love the best champ, nickname in golf. Champions Tour, Champions Tour debut next week. And he, he's never injured this guy. Why? Because he never strains in his swing. You see, yeah. So yeah, Tiger swing is, is very harsh. You know, that's probably why he has a bad back and he can't there, play. There's been such a rash of injuries on tour. It's 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 off the charts right now. If 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 guys like uh, Graham Dillette at age 28 is having a ruptured disc in his back because of his golf swing, what chance do us? What what chance do we have? No, the way they're swinging. No. Very quickly, Neil. I know you have an announcement. No, we we usually go at some point in the show to uh, to remind people of uh, one of the uh, foundations that we support, the Foundation Fighting Blindness. Walter is very close to it, and it's and it's close to our our special client, uh, Pizzaville. Uh, keep them in mind as well. Seven three six three six three six. And Angelo and Walter both share this uh, this fondness, and uh, they're, they're they have a close relationship with them. Very quickly, they're doing they're doing some fantastic work in vision research. Foundation Fighting Blindness, FFB.ca. Very quickly, Sean, the, the yep. golf season's about to descend on southern Ontario. Yes, sir. And uh, very quickly, if, if you got new students in, um, for example, if you had two hackers like Neil and Naz yeah, came come on. to show up uh, at your place at yeah. Bathurst and on, Highway 7. change the word hacker to, <laughs> okay. you know. If you had these two hackers yeah. and they came in, and how would you, how would you teach them? What, what would you look at first? How, what kind of a program would you put them on? Well, n- number one, out of the out of the gate, their first lesson, they would know what a good shot feels, sounds, and looks like, yeah. and they will come out of there feeling amazing about themselves, and they will know that they're capable of doing it. You know, we're talking about Neil and Nash. No, yeah, you bet. No, you know, just, just, <laughs> they're just, allowed so, to. You know, they you got. Mind, you know, Sean, you got two arms, two legs. You're still alive. You're fine. You guys, you know, are talking. I'm right here. Okay, I'm watching this conversation go on. I don't mind being called a hacker. I'll make, I'll make them know, pay later. Exactly. <laughs> okay. You know, here's the deal. If we went out and played these guys, and we played them for dumb. I think, you know, they'd end up like, Naz and I'd be buying dinner. I'm pretty sure of it. I mean, I think I could kick. Never mind. I won't go there. Anyways, it looks like we're uh, coming to the end of the show. show. We're going to have, we'll have you back again, Sean, soon. This guy's the best. In the Golf Wisdom segment of our show. And just a reminder, too, if I don't, if you don't mind. Wisdomandgolf.com. Wisdomandgolf. You can access that off our homepage at nazandwally.ca. 
and we have a good link up between the two of us, and we hopefully we can get some links to his uh, YouTube so that they can introduce themselves to your channel. Absolutely. Anyways, week ahead Welcome. in sports, Ness. What are you looking for this week? Well, tomorrow should be an interesting uh, press conference with Shanahan, and uh, the uh, we may see what happens to Randy Carlisle by the end of the week. You have the Blue Jays. You have the Raptors. Can they win a series? The Raptors, they're going to be in the playoffs. There is going to be quite a bit going on this week. I'm looking forward to the Masters this afternoon. I hate to belabor it, for, but for me, it's the high, sporting highlight of the year. Last nine holes. There's nothing like it. Golf. Spring. Always going to be exciting. It's going to be a blast this afternoon. Love to, spe- love to see Spieth win. That'd be, that'd be great for golf. And on that note, thanks for, for, for tuning in to the Naz and Wally uh, Sports Hour, and we'll see everybody next week. The Naz and Wally Sports Hour is a paid program. Opinions expressed on the show are those of Naz and Wally and their guests. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.